Hello, this is Zach Cherian. Thank you so much for joining us for our podcast today. We are really excited to bring you this teaching. Please open your heart, and if you can, your Bibles, and receive this word from the Lord, recorded live at Brazen Grace Fellowship. All right. Family, are you ready for the word today? We're a little delayed because Jesus delayed us. It was his fault. I don't know if it's a fault, but he can do it whenever he wants there. Amen. I want to welcome all our dear friends watching today on Facebook Live. Thank you so much for tuning into the service. We're so grateful that you're part of this service. Would you go ahead and tell us where you're watching from? We're praying for you. We love you. We're believing for whatever you are believing for. We're believing with you that God would meet you at the point of the need. So love you all so much. Those especially the regular ones who are there every week from around the world. We love you. Go ahead and tell us where you're watching from. Would you please go ahead and share this message so it can bless somebody else in your Facebook world circle. Thank you so much for being a part of our service. We're so grateful for your family. Would you make welcome our Facebook friends that are watching from around the world? Come on. Amen. Come on. Third John, verse number two. I have a very, very vast teaching with very, very little time. So I'm going to cut it short for today. But I need you to stay with me because what I will cover today will change your life if you can apply it. Amen. Amen. Third John, verse number two. I want you to read it out loud because this is God's will for you. Say, this is God's will for me. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health. Can I have it in the King James, please? All right, ready? Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. One more time, ready? Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. It's God's will for me to prosper. Say it. Say it again. It's God's will for me to prosper. What I'm trying to do in this series is help you change your thinking Because the only thing standing in the way between you manifesting who God says you are and what God says is yours and from not is this concept of a renewed mind. You will manifest in life whatever your mind is renewed for. My attempt here is not to give you information. Now that's good. But the information given should lead to revelation. I can believe that it's God's will for me to be healed. I can know it in my head. But until I believe it down here, I won't walk in wholeness. Now you can get healed by somebody else's faith. But that's not wholeness. Huh? You can, you can be healed by a word of knowledge, a word of gift of faith and operation. You can be healed by somebody laying hands on you. That's all good. And we try our best to do that for everybody. But the truth of the matter is, healing is one thing. Wholeness is another thing. Hello? More than it being God's will for me to be healed, it is God's will for me to be well. Huh? I know that doesn't sound like a great testimony, but in my book, that's a bigger testimony that 
everybody got the flu but me kind of testimony. That's the kind of testimony I want. Come on now. Run and not grow weary, walk and not faint. That's the kind of testimony I want. Sun not smite me by day, nor the moon by night. That's the kind of testimony I want. Come on. To, to really manifest who God says I am. And because of a lack of time today, I'm gonna shrink this down. But today I want to focus on the last part of that verse today. Where it says, soul prospers. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as, the word even as, in the original Greek, literally speaks in the same proportion to. With the same proportion as. So let me first make it clear that we're not just talking about prosperity, about you getting money. You can do that by working in a good job. The prosperity I'm speaking about is not just you getting a cute little job and making money. The prosperity that I'm speaking about is the blessing of the Lord that maketh rich without painful toil. The blessing of the Lord that even when you lose your job, God provides every need for months. Who's experienced that? You didn't have a job, but the money just kept coming and you didn't make any sense. Now that's prosperity. The prosperity I'm speaking of is my God shall supply all of my needs, not according to my needs, but according to his riches and glory. Okay? Now watch this, in the same proportion as, even as is in the same proportion as your soul prospering. So that brings me to the question, what does it mean for my soul to prosper? Now, I used to be one of those teachers that would divide the body up into body, soul and spirit. But really, the more I study the scripture, most of the scriptures between soul and spirit are so similar that it's hard to break it. I know the verse says that the word of God is sharper, piercing through the bone and the marrow and the soul. But it's so mixed up that the words are so intermingled that I'm, I, I personally am not of the, of the theology that says that our spirit is saved, but our body is only getting saved. I don't believe in that. Because my Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a... Old things have. My spirit didn't have an old thing. So it's obviously not speaking of my spirit. My spirit man never had an old nature. It was me that had an old nature. Amen. So when it says old things have passed away in Christ, it's not just talking about my spirit. Because my spirit just came alive. Amen. But it's the other part of me. The the sinful part of me. The thing that was prone to sin. It is that part that has been put away. And now all things are new. You no longer have a sinful nature. You got to hear me now. If you had a natural sinful nature, you would still enjoy it. But now when you mess around, you actually feel bad. And you're like, man, they missed the old days when I did whatever I wanted and it didn't feel bad. Now it feels awful. Why? Because your nature changed. Got to hear me now. You don't have the old nature. The body of sin has been put to death. Are you with me? But what ends up happening in the church world is when we try to divide the soulish realm into a a scene. Every time we say soulish, it brings about this negative connotation. Oh, they're in the soulish. So it immediately brings out a negative connotation. A believer's soul is just as renewed as Jesus' soul is. (laughs) You are right now just like Jesus. 
You are right now as much like Jesus as Jesus is like Jesus. In fact, this in the early church, I wish I had time to dig into this deeper, but I'm going to run through it quickly. In the early church, there was a Gnostic belief that everything material and on the earth was bad and only that which was heavenly and spiritual was good. Sadly, we see a lot of that happening in the church world even today. Only the spirit is good. Everything on the earthly realm is terrible. They believed this to such an extent that there were certain first church Christians that refused to believe that Jesus came in flesh. And it is speaking to those Christians that the John the beloved, the apostle writes, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He was trying to show him Jesus did not come in some resurrected body. He came in the same body you and me have. But see, we have been so taught to think that the body is a bad thing. It's a devilish thing. It's a terrible thing. It's a sinful thing. It's not. It's been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Are you with me? But if you continue to believe that, oh, it's a fallen world, fallen body, fallen sin. Oh, well, brother, you know, this body is just going to get sick. And I got uh, 70 years, maybe 80, bless God. And then I'm just going to get deteriorate and die. That is not new covenant church. Do you know that in the old covenant, under the law, God had to go tell Moses, die. Because he was not feeble. He was not weak. His eyes were not feeble. He was stronger than ever. God had to tell Moses, Moses, go up that mountain and die. And you're expecting to get weak and old and feeble and, and, and all kinds of pain and joints and all that stuff. Change your thinking. This is what I mean by soul prospering. What is soul prospering? Soul prospering is you catching up to the reality of who you already are in Christ. You better help me now. Soul prospering, well preacher, but you don't know. I am not going to look at your condition. I am going to speak what the word of God says. I refuse to change what I believe in the word of God based on what you're going through or what I am going through. Why don't you believe what the word of God says and allow that to change what you're going through? Got really quiet in this Lutheran church today. This is why it's really important to understand. You say, preacher, is there growth? Yes. Is there maturity? Yes. But what is growth and maturity? Growth and maturity is me growing in the awareness of who I already am. Are you with me? As a body, the church grows into the fullness of Christ. I understand that. But as an individual, you are already completely in the likeness and image of Jesus Christ. Now, if you believe eh, this is just a fallen body, then don't pray for it to be healed. Because that's what happens to fallen bodies. They die and deteriorate. But if you are renewed as he is, as he is, not as he was, as he is, so are we in this world. You got to believe the word, church. You either believe, well, bless God, we're just going to get sick and cancer and diabetes. Well, my mommy and daddy had it. And I'm going to, well, they believed God and they stood in faith. I don't care who believed. I'm going to believe the word. And I'm going to believe that I'm not going to die of sickness or weakness or disease or feebleness. I'm going to die like Jesus died. How did Jesus die? Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. 
Boy, he pushing it today. That's why I told you I have a lot to dump on you, but so little time. You know why you're fighting this? Because you know you've been saying this all past week. Well, bless God. Nobody knows. In this life, it's all pain and suffering and misery and sickness. Well, amen. Mm -mm. He was not feeble. He was not weak. Oh, come on, church. And that's in the old covenant. How much greater in the new covenant should the body of Christ be living in the fullness of God's health? Come on now. Well, preacher, didn't you? Didn't you? I don't care what happened to me or what didn't happen to me. I'm not going to change my theology on a cold I caught last summer. I'm going to hold on to the word of God and preach God's word like only this is true. Let every man be a liar and let God's word be truth. Let's break away those walls that we've created to separate us. Because we say things like, well, we're a tripart being like, like God is a tripart being. God is not a tripart being. God is three persons in one. You are not three persons in one. Again, if you are like God who is a tripart being, is it the spirit and the, and the Jesus that needs to become more like the father? Think about the stuff we say, church folk. Now, I love my faith heritage, but some of the things that were taught confused me. And I had to come to the realization to understand it is no longer I that liveth, but Christ that lives in me and the life that I now live. I don't live by my own will or by my own choice, but I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me. Come on, somebody. This should be your confession. The old Zach died when I got saved. What are you believing for today, family? Huh? And as I push this concept of prosperity to you, I've spent more time correcting thinking than I have telling you what it is. Why? Because it's a lot harder to unlearn than it is to learn. And the Bible says that I manifest my prosperity on this life as my soul prospers. Which means, is my soul growing and becoming more like Christ? No, your soul is already full of Christ. But you are growing into the fullness of what you have and who you are. Spiritual growth and maturity is not you becoming more like Jesus. It is you getting and growing into knowing how much like Jesus you already are. Are you with me today? Is this good? Now you can go home. Can I keep going? As I taught this concept to you, I'm explaining to you because when this is really important to me, church. Whenever we talk of everything material as evil, wicked, and bad, to the point where some denominations teach you that you shouldn't get married because you should never enjoy pleasure because pleasure is of the fallen world and it's not of God. Boy, you're going to be miserable in heaven if you don't like pleasure. So some denominations refuse some people to get married and they abstain from immorality and sexual pleasure because that is wrong. And, and in some religions and traditions, you can get married and yes, you can have sex, but don't you dare enjoy it. Don't sound ignorant publicly now. Come on. It's out there. Because we have such a 
Oh, it's terrible. It's bad. Oh, it's the flesh. It's the devil. It's the world. Oh, change that thinking. Because that thinking will lead you to believe that money is just as bad as the world is. And as awful as the world is. Here's my, what I'm trying to do today is I am trying to not only teach you of the dangers of money idolatry, which is real. And sadly, most of the people that I know that worship money are not people that are rich. Ooh. Ooh. Ow. That didn't feel good. It's people that are pursuing, running after, manipulating relationships for, losing relationships over. That's money worshippers. I'm teaching you of the idolatry of money and how dangerous it is to bow down to the God of mammon. But I'm also trying to teach you that money in and of itself has no feelings. It don't like you, it don't, don't like you. Money will be used in the hands of Hitler, it will be used in your hands. Money ain't got no feelings. It's just a mode through which transaction happens on this side of heaven. Hmm? So let me say this to you as I start. God or Jesus isn't worried about you having a lot of money. He's worried about money having you. And this is really important. That's why as your soul prospers... So you prosper. The prosperity that comes from God does not bring irresponsibility. Listen to me. The prosperity that comes in the kingdom does not bring idolatry. The prosperity that comes from God, God is not going to enable a bad habit. God is not calling you if you have a weakness for people of the opposite sex. To work in a strip bar to convert them to the Lord. Hello? He's not asking you to be in an alcoholic bar when you don't know how to stop drinking. Really quiet now. The same proportion with which your soul is growing is the proportion with which you manifest the health and the prosperity. So my focus should be This concept called soul prosperity. So you say, what is soul prosperity? The Bible calls it metanoia. The renewing of the mind. The renewing of the mind. The renewing of the mind is not to make you become something you're not. It's to reveal to you who the finished work has already made you to be. Oh, that was a good one. Y'all missed a good shout there. Renewing of the mind is for you to catch up with the reality of what already is. Okay, so much to do, so little time. Let's get into this quickly. What does soul prosperity mean? I'm going to talk, teach you three points and then go from there. Soul prosperity. The prosperity of the soul. I'm going to show you three things that can manifest your prosperity on this earth. Ready? Number one. Prosperity manifests, number one, through identity. Prosperity manifests, number two, through authority. And prosperity manifests, number three, through generosity. You better write this down. You better get this into your spirit. You better etch it into your hearts because this is important.
three things are what I call soul prosperity. The prosperity of the soul. Let me go to the first one. Number one. Do y'all love me today? Y'all want me to teach? Okay. I better love me at the end of it. Number one. The prosperity that manifests through you knowing who you are. The identity thing that I'm talking about is a revelation of you first and foremost. Understanding who you are and therefore what is yours. If you don't know who you are, you will not know what is yours. Because destiny cannot be fulfilled without identity. If you don't know who you are, you don't know what is yours. A lot of church people think they know what is theirs by knowledge. But the only way knowledge becomes revelation is when you not just know what is yours, but why it is yours. And the answer to why is it mine is to know he is mine and I am his. I am a child of God. And therefore, whatever belongs to my papa is mine. Ooh. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9 in the NIV Santos. You got to know this. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich. Yet for your sake he became poor. Now let me ask you this question. Did Jesus become poor just to be poor? Why did he become poor? For my sake. Hello? For my sake. Now let me ask you this question. When did Jesus become poor for my sake? Because his life that he lived was so he came unto his own and the Bible says his own received him not. But the finished work of Jesus is when he began to do things for my sake. I love you deeply but Christmas didn't do a thing for you. You can celebrate it all you want. Woo! Yeah, yeah, jingle bells. But Christmas didn't do a thing for you. We celebrate Christmas here. Don't get me wrong. Anything and everything that you have received has only been yours through the cross of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. When did he become poor? On the cross. I'll give you an example of how he became poor. Even the clothes that he was wearing was ripped out of his body so there could be nothing that could be said of him to say that he had anything. In that moment, Jesus became the poorest of the poor. Because he lost hope. He had nothing. And the sins of the world was placed upon him. He lost everything that was his. Because if the cloth that was still on his body was on him when he died, he couldn't be the poorest of the poor. In fact, the Bible says that the cloth that he wore was torn and divided so they can, they can go use it and sell it and make some money out of it. So the cloth on him could not make him poor. Jesus, I know that little cute picture hanging in your house with Jesus on the cross and that sweet little beautiful loincloth around his midsection. It wasn't there. My Jesus died naked. Nothing on his body. Ah. He became poor so that through his poverty, you might become rich. 
Is the poverty on the cross a spiritual poverty? No. It's a real, literal poverty. Everything he had was taken from him. Every one that he had was taken from him. He became poor for your sake. Why did Jesus die? For you. For you. For your sake. The term blessed, I'm blessed. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. It's more than a hashtag. It's who you are. It's not who you're becoming, it's who you are. You will never manifest the fullness of prosperity until you realize that even with you having nothing, you're fully prosperous. You will never manifest the fullness of this prosperity I'm speaking of until you come to the awareness that even right now, I'm fully blessed. I have it all. When we start at that point knowing who we are in our identity, then we will start manifesting who we are in our destiny. Are you with me? 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 3 His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain to and He has given you some things and then He waits for you to qualify and deserve and become holy enough so He can give you the rest of the other things. He has given to you how many things? How many things? How many things? Look at your neighbor and say which part of all don't you get? For life and godliness my identity has given to me everything for life and godliness let me ask you is prosperity in all is healing in all say it I already have everything Christ in me is everything when you can be grounded in this truth that your identity is secure you don't have an identity crisis You know what an identity crisis is? One day I'm saved, one day I'm not saved. One day I'm holy, the next day I'm unholy. See, here's the beauty. Your identity is not secured in you. Your identity is secured in Christ. Because if it was left to you, you'd mess it up. Go back on the way home from the car, have a fight with your wife on where to eat lunch today. There goes the identity, boom. Huh? That's why God says, I am not giving you your identity. It's secure in me. So for you to be unholy, I have to be unholy. For you to be poor, I have to be poor. For you to be cursed, I have to be cursed. You explain to me how someone who is a new creation in Christ can walk in generational curses. The only thing that makes a believer walk in generational curses is the ignorance of what Jesus has done for them. I lost four of you. Come back. Number two. Really important. I'll run over this a little bit more next Sunday. But then I'll get to some detailed stuff that I want to teach on. But let's, let me finish this as, as, as much as I possibly can in the next few minutes that I have. Number two. Prosperity that comes from yielding and submitting to authority. Ooh, Lord Jesus. Come back to me, all you rebellious ones that came from other churches that didn't want to be under any authority. Come back to me.
I understand that we are all priests in the new covenant. We're all priests under God. Everyone is a priest. But in the new covenant, God has placed people in authority. And if you don't get this, you will stay in your same pathetic poor condition for the rest of your life. Because there is a certain level of prosperity that will not manifest until you learn to humble yourself and submit to the authority that God has placed over your life. Now when I say authority, a lot of you are scared because you immediately think of the word control. Because the other church you came from, they controlled you, they abused you, they misused you, they did a lot of junk. That is not the authority I'm speaking of. I'm speaking of the authority that is even seen between the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. Jesus was completely submitted to the authority of His Father. And yet Him and the Father were? One. I only say what I say the Father say, Father say. I only do what I... That is complete, sold out submission to the will of God. My God. Woo! Sometimes those of us in the new covenant prophetic grace circles tend to be scared of that word prophetic, of the word of, uh, uh, authority. Because it immediately reminds you of someone controlling you. No, no, no. In the kingdom it's not control. In the kingdom authority brings liberty. Authority brings liberty for you to be everything God made you to be. Because you will never fulfill your destiny without God connecting you with the right people to get there. You know the funny thing? I've had to submit to some terrible leaders to get to where I am today. And you can ask my wife. I ain't just bragging about this. I mean it. I learned this lesson early in life. When all hell's breaking loose and the leaders are taking advantage of you, they are misusing you, they're abusing you, shut up and wait for the season to pass. You probably work for a boss right now that hates you, that's trying to get you fired. You can be afraid if you think your boss is your God because apparently you think he's the one that controls your life. But if God on the throne is the one who's in charge of your life, then your boss can hate you all you want, your finances will come no matter what. Hebrews chapter 13, let's read some verses. So some of you don't think I'm speaking some old covenant heresy here. <laughs> Hebrews 13, verse number 16 and 17. Run through 16 real quick. Do not forget to do good and to share with others. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. The context in verse 17, have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority. When it comes to spiritual authority, find the one that God tells you to submit to. Don't look for the one that you think you need to submit to. Find the one that the Holy Spirit is leading you to submit to. Hmm? Really important. Because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Do this that their work will be a joy, not a burden. That there will be for that. For that would mean there would be of no benefit to you if you become a burden. This is Hebrews. Go to 1st Timothy chapter 5 verse 17. First Timothy chapter 5 verse number 17. Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor. Especially those who labor in the word and in doctrine. Double honor. What? Could it be that your promotion is dependent on your ability to humble yourself? I get the whole, eh, we're all equal. We're all equal. But until you learn to honor those that God places over you, you're never going where God's taking you. 
Hmm? Why do I do things the way I do things? Whether it's Pastor Jim preaching, Priscilla, Karen, whoever's preaching up here, we honor. That's why I don't let this pulpit out to anybody and everybody. That's why not everyone in the grandmother is praying up here either. I pick people that I know their spirits, I know their heart, I know I can trust them. That can pray, that have submitted to the authority. Lone Rangers will not survive in brazen grace. Hmm? I've never said this. Some people got so offended when Priscilla and I prayed about getting Pastor Jim and Karen on board. They got so offended. You are completely wrong. Wow, I'm going to listen to you and not the Holy Spirit. Let me just go tell the Holy Spirit, sorry dude, you're wrong. In fact, I had two entire families leave. Did I hurt? Not for one second. Because those kind of people, they stay around. It's like a poisonous cancer in my church. Because if you can't submit, what is submitting? Submitting is not just loving Pastor Zach and doting on Pastor Zach. Oh, we love Pastor Zach. No, it's learning to submit to those that Pastor Zach places in authority. Because if you got a problem with that, you're in the wrong place. That's why we have department heads in different places. Kissing up to me, but being mean to Brian Mann if you're in the volunteer team is not going to work out for you. People know this about me. Whenever they have a problem with something that's going wrong, they come to me. One of your people did this, one of your people did that. I'll listen to you. They expect me to make a judgment right there and right then. I'm not going to do that. Because I'm a man under authority and I know they are and I know how to respect my people. And until I find those people and talk to them, I ain't going to deal with it one bit in front of you. And, oh, you don't agree with me. It doesn't matter what I agree with you. I'll deal with it when I need to. Trust your leadership. God is going to raise many epic group leaders in this room. God is going to raise many of you and many of you are going to be part of the epic group. In that context, they are your leaders. There's a blessing that comes from you honoring those that are your epic leaders. I'm telling you. There's an honor and a blessing that comes from you submitting to those gods placed around you. Can I say this? Including that boss who hates you. (laughs) That teacher who hates your guts. That mother-in-law who can't stand you. Your choice is to honor no matter what. Are you with me today? Oh, I got, I can, Pastor Jim, I can stay in this for a year. <laughs> I can stay in this authority. Yeah, I've never done this, have I, Brian? This is really important for me to teach these kind of things. Can I give you an example? Oh, you guys are going to like this. What's my time? Two minutes? I'll finish the third one next week. My time's already up. Let me, let me tell you this real quickly. Today, we don't have to move the chairs, so y'all just help the guys on stage, so that saves us some time. Lot came under the covering of Abraham. Who remembers that story in the book of Genesis? Yeah? And then Lot's people start fighting with Abraham's people and there happens to be a dispute. Lot's responsibility in that situation was to speak to his people and say, don't go against those who are over my life. Instead, he goes to Abraham and he says, hey man, looks like it's not working out for us. We're going to have to part ways. Hmm? And so Lot looks out and he sees Sodom in the distance. And he says, ooh, green. I'm going to take that place. I want that. And he takes his people and leaves. I bet you it hurt Abraham's feelings. 
Lot, we came out of Ur together. We left everything together and now you just, because your people can't get along with my people, you leave? Really? How about telling your people, this is the boss? <laughs> and they move on to another place and then war begins and all the kings come against Sodom and guess who goes to save Lot's butt? Abraham. Abraham goes and fights and then we see the story of Melchizedek. Oh, I could teach on this forever. And then sometime in the future, Sodom gets so perverted and wicked. Remember the context is the old covenant, okay? And God says, I'm going to destroy it. I'm going to destroy that land. When God is dealing with something to do with Lot, God himself comes down with a couple of angels to meet with Abraham. Wait a second, I thought, I thought it was about Lot. You're dealing with Lot. Lot's the one that needs correction. God would not go directly to Lot. He would go to Lot's authority first. Even God won't break protocol. Nobody wants me to teach this kind of stuff. Can we go back to grace, please? This is grace. This is grace. This is amazing grace. Authority does not control you. Authority releases you to be all God's called you to be. God would not touch the town until he made a deal with Abraham. <laughs> God could not touch Sodom until he made a deal, at least five righteous people. Abraham was making a deal to the last minute. Who is Abraham making a deal to save? The dude who betrayed him and left out, walked out on him. God knew the heart of Abraham was a father's heart. Lot, that little rascal forsook me. Let him go to hell. Burn it, Lord, with him in it. I understand that you've been abused. Many of you have. And Brazen Grace tends to get many people that have had a rough time in other churches. I understand that. I know people have mean to you. I know people have spoken against you. This past week for me was a very fresh week. It was like a rewind week for me to go through a lot of emotions and things that have happened in the many years and past seasons. And it was a really, really emotionally really hard week on me. Really, really hard week on me. And it, it just, I don't know why I did this to myself. It's horrible. And my wife says, honey, move on. I know, baby, I know. And kind of relive all the abuses and the words and the things that have been spoken and and you realize that's not where God has you. This is where God has you. Can I, can I say that to you, Brazen Grace? Yeah. That's not what has you anymore. This is now your home. Amen. You don't have to worry about what they said about you, where you came from. You don't have to worry about how they treated you, how they put you down, how they insulted you, how they spoke against you, how they gossiped about you. Oh, church, how much I hate this gossip. How much I hate this devil of gossip. How much I hate it. How much I hate it. Oh, how much I hate it. <laughs> Nothing can bring more division than, did you hear what the pastor said? I can mean, 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 the pastor, the pastor, the pastor. Oh, Priscilla did that. Blind man don't like me. Pastor Jimmy, oh, I don't like my blind man. Oh, Michael Newland, ew. I just don't know. Stop that nasty stuff. Stop it. It's disgusting. It's disgusting and it doesn't look good on you. That's not who you are. In the image of Christ. Listen to me. Jesus not only respected the authority of his father. Jesus also respected the authority that he was under on earth. Not only in saying give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. 
But when they captured him, he didn't break loose and kick their butt. He submitted to that authority. <sighs> My time's so up. I got so much. The third one is obviously generosity. But I want to pray for some of you today that are still hurt and wounded and grieving because of past seasons that have hurt you. And, and, and relationships that have past husbands and wives that have spoken said you're, you're worthless, you're ugly, you're filthy, you're dirty. You're... Maybe it was your mistake and maybe it wasn't. But you've believed these lies. Maybe somebody physically abused you and that made you feel like, oh, I'm just, I'm just dirt, I'm nobody. No, but today God wants to speak life to you. Can I pray for you real quickly? I've so not, not much time left to do this, but I want to speak, for those, speak into your lives. For those of you that just needs a word from the Lord to just speak into your life, to speak hope, to speak faith, to speak restart, reset. If that's you, just stand up and I'd like to pray for you quickly. this is a sensitive subject y'all and I know it's hard to <sighs> but it's alright thank you so many of you thank you anybody else I'll wait 10 more seconds come on anybody else my friends watching online we're praying for you you can join us today by putting a hand on your heart there's no distance in what God is doing and right there the Holy Spirit's ministering to you what he is doing in this room right now come on whoever it is that spoke death defeat failure over your life. We want to speak life to that today. Hmm. Thank you. If you're standing around these people, just put your hand on their shoulder. Yeah. but this has been such a unique service, isn't it? <laughs> Something so different. Just reach out and hold their hand if you have to. And we just want to speak healing and hope. Today, I want, to, I want to speak over you who God says you are. Now, I know those pastors, leaders, some of them meant well, but that's, that's just how they did things, you know? Hurt people? Hurt people. Right there, as you're standing, God is already healing you. God is already touching you. God is already ministering to you. See, why do, we, why do we do this? Because if you don't allow God to deal with the baggage, then what you'll do is you'll carry that out here. In fact, you have to listen to me when I say this, okay? The same distrust that you had for the old relationship, for the old pastor, you will look at me with those same eyes. And you'll never trust me to lead you into where God wants to take you. church if nothing else makes you pray for our own church building this should I speak over you right now I speak over every one of you right now first of all I want to cancel the power of the words that were spoken over you I want to cancel those lies that were spoken over you and you took them as prophecies prophecies 
and accepted those words spoken by that former loved one, that boss, that pastor, that leader, the elder, the relationship. The person that was meant to protect you, abused you. The, the person that was meant to, to hold you, violated you. And today I speak hope into your life, into your mind, into your body. I am praying by such faith right now. I am praying with such faith right now that you will tangibly feel the power of God in your body right now transform you from the inside that the seed of negativity, the seeds of unforgiveness that was sown into your life be plucked out now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I understand that it's not easy to, to give up memories. No, God is not trying to wipe out your memory. But the power of the Holy Spirit will heal the pain. The sting is being removed right now. When you think of those things, it will not hurt you anymore. The sting is being released in the name of Jesus. Right here in this room and to everyone watching in the name of Jesus. I pluck out those negative words that have been spoken about you. You are not a failure. You're not just a piece of meat. You're not just a slave. You're not just a worthless person. You are a child of God. You are worthy bought by the blood of Jesus. The only thing equal to your value is Jesus himself. You are holy. You're not dirty. You're not dirty. You're not a loser. Oh, I take that off your forehead that you've been walking around looking and acting like what people have said you are. You are not a loser. You are a victor. You are more than a conqueror. You don't need the affirmation of man to believe who you are. I am what my father says I am. Hallelujah. And I pray right now, Holy Spirit, sweep over this room. Sweep over every life watching online in the name of Jesus. And everyone watching in our future telecast on, on TV. I speak the power of God. Release, 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 release your glory right now. I break the power of sin. I break the power of negative words. And I speak into your spirit. You are beautiful. You are beautiful. You are precious. You are anointed, you're equipped, you are full of energy, you are full of life. Oh, the presence of God flows through you. You are not a sin carrier, you are a God carrier. You are a glory carrier. Now I want those of you standing to lift both hands to God if you can, or one hand to God if you can. Say these words, I release, I forgive, I bless those who curse me. I release them. I release them. Never again will I hold negative feelings towards these people. Father, forgive them for they don't know what they did. In Jesus' name, I am free. I just feel this so strongly in my spirit. Certain physical ailments got healed as soon as you released people. I keep hearing MS, MS being healed right now. In Jesus' name. Pains in your joint. 
heart problems heart rhythm heartbeat rhythm being healed right now in Jesus name eating disorders being healed right now in Jesus name every effect of the abuse is being removed and reversed right now in the name of Jesus somebody come on hallelujah let's all stand up Holy Spirit I give you praise for your work in this room I give you praise for your power in this room I give you praise for your anointing in this room I give you praise for your glory in this room whom the sun sets free is free forever is free forever oh thank you God thank you God thank you God thank you God would you raise your hands for the blessing you are a victor not a victim you are blessed and highly favored you are anointed you're talented you're equipped you're creative every word spoken against your life that is not from the voice of God is broken right now in Jesus name and even right now the enemy that is speaking against you ignore him let the Lord fight your battles for you don't fight stand still and see the salvation of the Lord my God I feel glory in this place how am I going to stop this service Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus shoo I feel it like fire shot up in my bones Holy Spirit, I pray for the release of your glory right now. My God, release of your glory right now. Glory right now. Oh, you are full of life. You are full of talent. I see this uh, spirit of lethargy and tiredness on many of you that somebody, a boss or someone spoke and said you're useless, you're worthless and it affected your work ethic. I speak a reversal of that right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, you will run and not grow weary. You will walk and will not faint. I pray to every, I speak to every pain in your body. I speak to every ache in your bones. I speak it in the name of Jesus. By the power of God, as a servant of God, I stand in my office as an apostle and I command that sickness to leave your body now in Jesus' name. Be made whole, be made well. You are healed. You are whole. Never ever speak of yourself as a survivor. You are a victor. You are more than a conqueror. You are not a survivor. You are a thriver. Oh, in Jesus' name, I bless you, family. God, help me, Jesus. Oh, Lord, as the people leave, let the glory stay, because I can't stop this. Let the glory remain in this whole spring break week, I pray. Let it be full of joy and family time and laughter and provision. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I bless you. Just this past week, just this past week, one of our media team people called me and said, Pastor, when you prophesied last week and you said, expect checks to come that you did not know would come, money to appear. They're like, I thought that happens to everybody else but me. Except I got a really big check in the, in, in, in the mortgage company. Can you believe that? Says, I think you overpaid and give him a, a lot of money back. See, you better start expecting God. When I'm preaching on prosperity, it's not a joke for me. I am expecting houses to be paid off, cars to be paid off. Come on now, loans, you to be completely debt free. This, I'm, I want you to believe for that in Jesus' name. Made happen to you promotions you didn't expect, favor you didn't expect, blessing of the Lord that maketh rich without painful toil, health in your bones. May your body, every sickness be reversed right now. I speak health to your bones in Jesus' name. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before the only wise God with great joy. To him be blessing, glory, honor, dominion, and power. 
Say it out with me. Let your kingdom, shout it, let your will be on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Oh, give God some praise like you received it. Come on, give him some praise like you believe it. Give him some praise in this house. God bless you. Thank you all for watching. We love you. Hallelujah, family. Hallelujah. Jesus. Jesus. Prayer leaders, come take your place quickly if you would. Those of you that just need someone to finish that and just with a big amen, come and hand, hold one of these people's hands. This side, Abigail. And I want you to just believe for God to have finished it. I received my healing. I'm just waiting for that other amen. Amen. Family, I love you. Would you please bring, this is really important. Pastor needs you to bring people to church. <laughs> this is part of being under authority. Amen. Bring somebody. Invite somebody. Bring them to church. I know how, a lot of our people are out of town today. I know that. Because spring break and stuff. But next week, bring them back to church. Amen. Y'all still love me? I love you more. God bless you all. Have a God-filled week. Those that need prayer, come quickly. Come quickly. Come quickly. God bless you guys. See you next Sunday. If you would like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can repeat this simple prayer with me right now, wherever you are. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you as I am and receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for dying for me. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus is my Lord. I am yours forever in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today for this teaching. We would love to hear from you. You can write us at ZCIM PO Box 592675, San Antonio, Texas 78259. For more information on ZCIM, please visit us at zcim.org or on Facebook and Twitter at ZCIM Official. God bless you.